0: Material in this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is for customer service only and is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richarding Associates, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house and giving out prescriptions for better financial health making smart decisions with your
1: money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems.
0: I'm Steve Marbert, a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro with over 20 years' experience providing financial planning and investment advice.
1: And I'm John Travis. I'm also a Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro, I have an MBA in finance, and have been helping corporations and individuals with planning for over 20 years.
0: We're excited to have you listen to us on our show today. Um, we are up every week like this week. Um, Exclusively on podcast, up every Friday on uh, iTunes and also on our website.
1: Yeah, you can go to our website moneymd.net. And we have that link on the right-hand corner, uh, Steve. People want to listen to us; they get a, you know, a lot of a lot of feedback after the fact of uh, going to this this website. It's called Podbean, and uh, we have all of our previous shows uh, hosted there, and we also have them categorized by different topics. So, if you're interested in one topic or another, you can listen to the show and download it, and uh, you know. Take it, uh, listen to it during Christmas.
0: It's a great way to (laughs) to bone up on a lot of financial information. I mean, we have topics, like you said, about everything. Mm -hmm. Pretty much uh, they're listed on the show. So go back and listen to some of the old shows while you're there. Um, Well, I think we have an awesome show lined up for today, John. Um, We have some interesting information. You know, there has been a huge change in the stock market over the last four weeks. Have you noticed that? Really? I mean, it's amazing. market's gone up. Well, the market's gone up. But more than that, I mean, we've had a huge shift in what parts of the market are going up now. Mm-hmm. There's a big rotation, and we're calling it Trump's huge market rotation. Um, it's huge. It's bigly. Huge. Bigly. <laughs> That's, That's right. what he says, bigly. Bigly. Bigly, <laughs> big-ly market rotation. rotation. It's the huge market rotation. <laughs> but it really is pretty dramatic. And so it's interesting. We'll talk about that, what's behind it. And then uh, we have another interesting yes. timely topic. This
1: comes here. from the Ramsey uh, folks, and pretty good about um, looking at Christmas expenses. And you'd be surprised at the things people spend their money on at Christmas times. It's not just gifts, and so there's a lot of other areas that you got to be careful on because if you're if you don't, then you're going to exceed your budget, and you'll have the January blues. You don't want to be the January blues. No, so you don't.
0: You want to be careful that you don't uh, get in that trap. So that will be a very interesting and timely, important topic. But we're going to start off here with the financial fact of the week.
1: It, this comes from the Social Security uh, Administration. And um, back in 1935, when, when uh, President Franklin uh, D. Roosevelt proposed the program, Social Security program, um, his people, his financial people, I don't know where they were schooled, but uh, they had, <laughs> they projected that the expenditures... In 1980, uh, or 45 years in the future, would be 1.3 billion dollars. That was their estimate.
0: 1.3 billion.
1: <laughs> that's a long way in, in the future. In 1980. That's, yeah, that's that's tough to. There's no doubt. A lot of years. 45
0: they, years. They, they missed it a
1: little bit. Just
0: yeah. a little bit high. Yeah,
1: just a little bit. So the actual outlays were 149 billion dollars versus 1 billion. So, man, I don't know what kind of calculators they were using back then. 149
0: versus 1 billion. Yeah,
1: way, 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 way. Just out.
0: missed it by. It's like that movie Wild thing did you ever see that movie that uh-huh. thing yeah he, he'd throw the pitch and he would like miss by like six feet yeah. and he'd just say violent. just a little bit high well yeah they were just a little bit yeah just a little bit out of sync there with that jeez manetti i Life mean
1: expectancies and and um so you they know, they were
0: 99 percent off they were they that's right so wow it well, goes back
1: to estimates you can't no one knows what's going to happen in the future no, and um don't. you know obviously the social security program is has some issues today, have you heard? Right. Yeah, I'm afraid so. I haven't heard Trump talk much about the Social Security no, programs. We though. have
0: heard nothing about Social
1: Security. He's been
0: very quiet about that. So it will be interesting to see if he addresses any of the entitlement programs, entitlement reform, particularly Medicare is you know, financially if you look at the CBO projections going out ten years, Medicare is what really blows up the budget. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see if him and Paul Ryan can get on the same page about addressing that, because I know that's one of Paul Ryan's, uh, you know, big passions. At some point it
1: needs to be addressed. It may not be in the 100 first days or, you know, first year or two.
0: Sure, it's not on the radar for the beginning of the the season. But, yeah, I mean, it just goes to speak to the government's track record, I think, because it hasn't gotten any better. I mean, apparently there is a – uh, the 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 new Air Force One is going to cost four billion dollars instead of one point seven. That was close. Have you heard that? It was close. <laughs> it was close. So close. I mean, I
1: love him highlighting that kind of stuff because that's one of the reasons why we I have a deficit in debt is because of nobody mismanagement. cares.
0: Nobody cares. Yeah. They just let them charge whatever they want to charge. And I, I was very impressed that he brought that to the forefront. So uh, we'll see kind if of he leader. actually follows yep. through and and does something about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean the government track record is not very good, and Social Security, unfortunately,
1: we, is just a little bit off. We have a big league deficit.
0: We have a big league deficit, and yep. they do need to address it at some point. Fortunately, I don't think that's an immediate no it's crisis. Not. I think that's down the road, but it's it's getting worse, and we need to uh, we need to get serious about it. So, good fact of the week. All right, and that leads up to our first topic here, and that is Trump's huge market rotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is kind of based on an article out of Market Watch by Sue Chang. And, uh, you know, I mean, Donald Trump, though, he is making the stock market great again. Don't you like that? Great again. You I, did. That's I good. Like you that. came up with that. Yeah, all, yeah, don't all you like yourself? that? He's making the market great again. <laughs> uh with the major indices, I mean, they're logging one of their best monthly performances this year. Uh or they did in November and mm-hmm. you know, they're starting off here pretty good in December as, as well. I mean, to say that the stock market has gotten interesting these past 4 weeks would be an understatement. Because we've seen the market take take off based on some renewed optimism in the economy and corporate uh, profits as well as a sharp rotation out of large growth stocks in favor of small and value stocks. That's a huge change we've seen in just four weeks.
1: Yeah, and there's been some remarkable (laughs) trends that uh, we've seen in these four short weeks since the election. We no longer are growth stocks like big tech companies, the darlings of the market. Instead, as you mentioned, small companies have rocketed ahead with double-digit gains, leaving some of the larger companies in the dust. And, you know, the S&P 500 had a good month in November. It was up 3.7%. Sure. But micro cap stocks lapped that by almost threefold with a 13% gain for the month. And small value stocks were up almost 15% in one month. Wow! Isn't that incredible?
0: That is a good 15%. That's that shows you just how fast things can change.
1: Yeah. I mean, and people trying to predict that and... Some some folks went conservative, and they're you know they're probably yeah. kicking themselves now. So you just never know when the market's going to take off, and there's nothing that signals it.
0: That's right. If you were out of the market, and you know you sold small stocks or whatever, and you missed those 15% gains, I mean that's that's a shame. I mean best showing in over five years. Yeah, it just shows how unpredictable it is. Yeah, the only logical explanation we can come up with for this seems to be interest rates, <clears throat> um, long-term rates took a huge jump forward by half percent in November following the election, based on some speculation that Trump's policies would lead to more growth and perhaps a more aggressive posture by the Fed, coupled with more demand for financing. And when interest rates rise, you know, that does some things to the stock market. For one, bank stocks tend to be one of the biggest benefactors of that, resulting in better earnings from loaning money out. Also, small in value asset classes happen to be littered with bank stocks that are still depressed from the Great Recession. And they saw huge gains last month on these new expectations about interest rates. And these bank stocks you know, have been waiting years for some good news to move off of the rock-bottom interest rates that have killed their profits from the deposits and loans yeah. over the past you know, seven or eight years.
1: I think, in addition to the interest rate, Steve is you know they're talking about less regulation, lower yeah. tax tax all structures, all real you know deposit. just real positive for for corporations right now, and and the markets have reflected, you know, some of those sentiments. And on the flip side, large growth stocks—they've had you know they had their share of utility companies and some other highly leveraged companies, which typically don't do as well in a rising interest rate environment. Uh, and that's pulled down their relative to performance of the U.S. large stock asset classes. So, you know, we've also seen you know the spike in the stock market is on the back of over a billion dollars of fresh money coming into equities in November, and that was the largest four-week inflow in in, uh, in two years, according to um, to Bank of America. So, you know, a lot of people are positive now. You know, money's jumping kind into of it, coming into market. <laughs> yeah, because the yields are still extremely low.
0: Yeah, they are, you know, and I mean we haven't seen some sustained new money coming in the stock market for quite a while. Um, I know people tend to think otherwise, but the truth is when you look at cash flow into equities flows, money flows, there hasn't been a lot. It hasn't been like the good old days back before the Great Recession. Um, there have been a few years like two thousand thirteen where we've seen some big inflows, but uh haven't had any in a couple of years. So That's really good news. And small stocks, you know, were the big beneficiary as investors rolled out of large growth shares into value stocks in anticipation of Trump's presidency, um, which, uh, you know, some analysts believe will be kind of a nationalist view versus a globalist view, which is an interesting way to categorize it. The odds are high that there will be a rollback of some of the more onious regulations that have stifled small businesses and small business creation, um, they're saying here in the note. And moreover, um, they think monetary policy, uh, well, they think velocity will accelerate, which is the, (coughs) the money turnover in the economy. And that acceleration will increase economic activity and interest rates, all of which will benefit small companies at the expense of the mega caps. Is what they're saying here. Nonetheless, you know some analysts caution that these valuation levels cannot be sustained unless the gross domestic product, you know, picks up to four percent, as Trump has stated that he wants to get it to, um, from the current three percent level. So companies can raise prices in line with inflation.
1: Yeah, there's a strategist at Raymond James who has steadfastly maintained his upbeat outlook on the market throughout this year. And uh, man, it seems like Brexit was a, a million you know years, years ago, ago. Yeah, but amazing. it was just back in June. And uh, he he thinks that stocks are ripe for a breather as well. He thinks the market's a little bit overbought and uh, could correct by going sideways or even lower. Um, he he doesn't think that it'll be more than five percent. I guess obviously he's guessing here, but you know I, I do agree with one thing he says here is you know these corrections are, are normal. And um, having a 5 to 10% pullback pull back is actually healthy. So well, that if happens. we see that before the end of the year or in the start of the new year, that's not a bad thing.
0: No, no. I mean, and usually those things happen really fast and they come back really fast. It's just kind of a reset. Um, so it could happen. But, you know, having said that, I mean, December historically is a, is a very good month in the market. Yeah, among the most vulnerable, though, will be the financials and industrial sectors. They're saying – Uh, which have witnessed strong gains over the past month. Financial shares have risen 14%, while industrials rose 8.5% in November. Um, However, this is seasonably a favorable time for the market when stocks traditionally rally. Uh, So that tips the balance in favor of more upside eventually. Since their inception, the Dow Jones Industrial Average has risen 71% of the time in December while the S&P 500 has ended the year higher 74% of the time according to Dow Jones uh, data all in all I mean the economic picture is improving and that has added to the Trump momentum in stocks as wage growth saw the largest increase in 8 years with a 3.9% annual rise here just last month The fewest Americans filed for unemployment since 1973 last month as unemployment rate dropped to 4.6%. You know, that kind of economic news appears indicative of an economy ready to grow at a more significant rate. The GDP, uh, the gross domestic product, is also trending positive as the latest reports show that the GDP rose 3.2% annualized rate in the third quarter. Again, the fastest in two years. So, you know, as of Friday, most companies, having turned in their uh, their third quarter reports, they report earnings last quarter rose 3.3%, while sales grew 5% in the quarter, according to fact-set data. Um, you know, and this is the first quarterly increase in earnings that we've seen in over two years. So this is a great sign that things are moving the right direction in the economy. So while uncertainty still remains with interest rates, this kind of news leaves us optimistic that earnings will continue to improve in 2017 and will lead to stronger market advances next year.
1: And of course, no one knows. I mean, we're just looking at, um, you know, some of the headlines and and the feeling and so forth. You can't predict what's going to happen that's right from this point you know again as we always preach be diversified have a plan um you know these times the novembers don't happen very often that's why you have to stay invested and have some of those key asset classes that we talk about because wow was that unexpected
0: it really was unexpected so it was a great uh great month in the markets. a lot of positive news though yep. so you know that's that's got to add a little, <clears throat> little cheer into our Christmas season
1: here. Yes, it was a bigly November. It was. I like it. I like it.
0: All right, that leads us up here to our uh, question. Question
1: of the week. Yeah, this question is uh, comes from a client. Um, you know, looking for for yields. Um, you know, the the bonds uh, market is not returning a lot. Cash is not returning a lot. CDs. There's just not a lot of place to get good yields without losing something. And so some places that people look are REITs, uh, that's yep. a real, real estate investment trust, and also limited partnerships. And they both are very attractive. They can have yields, you know, five, six, seven, eight 8%. I've seen them as high as 9%. And I actually had a client who wow. uh, who had, had a 9% limited partnership. And it, guess how much that, that limited partnership is worth now? A zero. zero. Yeah. 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 It went to zero. So he was quite shocked. It's not something that we we advocated. He brought that into the relationship. But <laughs> right. You you know if you get are you if you're getting a six or seven percent rate of return, there's there are probably significant risk in there. You're losing liquidity. There's something going on because six percent is not. Yeah. There's, normal.
0: There is a reason for that. You know, if you're getting anything over two or three percent, there is a good reason for it, and you better know what it is. You know what I mean? Because you're giving up something. You're giving up liquidity. There's there's default risk. There's oh, something huge. there. Yep. You got to know what it is. And REITs are no exception. You know, I mean, REITs do pay a higher yield, um, but recognize that in a rising interest rate environment, REITs are kind of a dangerous place to be. They historically don't do well when interest rates are rising. You know, because they're they tend to be highly leveraged. Highly leveraged, right? And you know, they have to renew those those mortgages and those, that. That those loans that we had they have on properties, they have to renew those pretty frequently, you know, four or five every four or five years typically. So, when those come up for renewal, they're renewing at higher rates that kills the returns, uh, their earnings, and you know, hurts the prices, just the the thought of that sure. hurts the prices. I so. guess the
1: key is, is just be diversified. If you want to own some of those in your portfolio, that that's okay. okay. Um, there are some good REITs out there. There are some good limited partnerships, but just make sure it fits into your overall plan. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And just understand what you own, understand where you're taking risk and make sure you're getting paid for that risk that you're taking. So good topic. All right. And that leads up here to our next topic. And that is Christmas clutter. Six expenses that you're probably overspending on. Yeah, I, I'll bet. I just yeah. went and bought a new string of couple strings of lights for the uh-huh. outside.
1: You're on this list. You Steve. know
0: those things are expensive, man. <laughs> I was shocked how much those cost. Of course, yeah. you want the new LED ones, you know, because yeah. those uh, those don't burn out like the old ones yeah, did. But you pay for them, but you do pay for those, and they're flying off the shelf because I got like the last two strings at Walmart. That were the long strings. I'm have to come
1: check your house out. And make sure it's installed properly. Yeah, that's you right. Got it up on the side of the house like not, uh, not Chevy yet. chase. It's,
0: it's going to be on there, man. It's going <laughs> right. to be like yeah, it's going to look like a, 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 a country beer joint. Yeah,
1: living, living out in the country, you'll have three people that see it. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, this comes from Dave Ramsey, and um, you know d- during Christmas, you know a lot of us look for any excuse mm. to justify some overspending. I mean, that sixty inch t- TV. I mean, it was twenty percent off right? Yeah, man. You can't man. pass that deal No,
0: up. you can't. 60 inch. Plus I'm your cute. eyes
1: are bad. I mean, you got to get a big Ultra screen.
0: 4K, I yes. hear you.
1: Absolutely. The the $200 LED lighted tree.
0: Uh, uh Yeah, I just priced those and they're a little more expensive than that for a good one, but okay.
1: Yeah, the $5 peppermint mocha daily. I mean, no, really? Yeah, That. That's, I know it's Christmas and it's peppermint, but... Um,
0: you don't want one of those every day. <laughs> they every, have a lot of calories in them too.
1: If you think about it, if you, if you didn't do that for the whole month of, um, you know December and January, you could go out and get a nice mattress. Yes, That would be good. $129
0: mattress. That's no, right. don't get that. Get the, Sorry. get the nicer one. Yeah,
1: that's right. Save up a couple months for that. But, you know, in, in 2014, Gallup estimated that Americans spent an average of $750 on Christmas gifts alone. And that's just an average, and that didn't even include gifts in that. So there's a lot of additional expenses you've really got to be careful with.
0: And it doesn't include what you buy for yourself. <laughs> I find that we buy as much stuff for ourselves as mm-hmm. we do for other
1: people time. Yeah, you at want Christmas to time. feel included in there, right? As you yeah, press that Amazon button. You're out there buying, you know,
0: looking, and then you see, well, you know, I need one of those, and this is great. <laughs> Nobody's going to get it for me, so you you just push uh, the button. I have to
1: admit, I, I have done that in the last couple of weeks. I have,
0: too. You push the button, and yeah. it just shows it's up. It's so easy to push that button. It just shows button, up it, on your doorstep. It's amazing. you got to be it's careful magic. on
1: Amazon not to do the, the uh, one step. Uh, order. There's some kind of one click. Oh yeah, like I don't click do, on it. I don't yeah. do
0: that. I, I at least make myself click twice.
1: Okay, or three Good. times. Good. Yeah,
0: but but I'm very adept at clicking that. So <laughs> you got to be careful. Hey, you're right. I mean, if you're spending several hundred dollars on gifts, the last thing you can afford is to spend even more money on stuff that isn't necessary. You know, not that all the gifts are unnecessary, but you get the point. I mean, you got to be careful here. So, if you reach the limit of your Christmas budget, you might need to cut back spending on some other areas like these.
1: Yeah, one number one is decorations. You can kind of set us up for that. So, if your house looks like it uh, is a country bar
0: on the vegas strip or the vegas or on the vegas strip
1: <laughs> I like it then you may have spent too much on decoration so you know keep it simple basic tree you know I, you know if you need to a new tree then you may have to cut out cousin bob and, and aunt clarice the gift budget so you can spend a lot of people spend a lot on trees we have a very simple yeah. tree we have we have some decorations that are 20 yeah. years old um, right and they bring back good memories and they don't look the best but you know, it's right. fun to look at and, and remember. Yeah, you know? we have
0: lots of stuff. It takes a long time to put all that on your tree. But, you know, I'm amazed at some of these houses you go by that are just lit up. I mean, mm-hmm. from all these lights that are that are lit up that you got to be able to see it from yeah. from the, the space.
1: Sounds like you're going to have one of those pretty soon.
0: Well, I mean, i got a few strings of lights, but I'm not talking I about some of these houses said, yeah. that have like, and I'll read some reviews on these lights. I've been shopping for them. And people say, yeah, I bought 40 strings of these. I'm like, <laughs> 40 strings? Holy smokes. You know? So, yeah, it's a little crazy. I mean, I think... Uh, you can go overboard with it. You can go overboard. <laughs> now I've found out those lights burn out. If you don't have the LEDs, they only last a couple seasons mm-hmm. before You're they right. start burning out. That's why so. the... Um, yeah. That's why everybody's buying these LEDs and I can't find them.
1: Yeah, right, right. Number two here on the list, Steve, is wrapping paper. I wouldn't have guessed this, but wrapping paper can be expensive. Um, Find something cheap. Reuse it from last year. My father-in-law actually uses newspaper oh skip if you're listening out there hey he, he wraps them in newspaper and it's I simple applaud, i
0: applaud that you know, I it's, mean, it's uh, that's, you can that's tear through that packaging away and
1: and uh, get to it so of course, i don't get newspapers who gets newspapers either? yeah well he, he gets newspapers skip so goes. okay so, yep 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 so wrapping paper can be another place
0: all right that's good yeah food is another one though you know i mean say no to the peppermint mocha okay You know, but now maybe you've budgeted $150 for the month for December to buy your daily mocha. If that's the case, if you've budgeted for it, then go right ahead. No problem. But how much could you save by cutting the daily coffee runs in half? You know, the National Retail Federation estimates that Americans will spend more than $100 on holiday candy and food and gee, I have to think it's a lot more than that, John. I, oh, mean, that's, yeah. I mean that's one that's not even a party.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so I have to think in our household we have a ton of people that come to the house that stay for a week, you know, a lot of extended family. We have a great time, but man, the food budget just goes out the roof. So, you know, that's a lot of money. I mean, you could put you could put that toward more practical Christmas spending, um, like your spouse's gift. Or better yet, fund your Roth IRA. Damn, hey, I like that. Now one. you're
1: talking. Yeah, another one here on the list, Steve, is, is parties. I mean, if money is tight your annual Christmas shindig, you may have to call it off. It may be too late for that now. But, you know, you'll spend a lot less money by going to other people's parties. That's the ticket. That is the ticket. Go you to know, someone else's parties and eat their food. Somehow we've ended up
0: with, with a couple of parties at our house. So. Yeah.
1: Well, it adds up. You know? It does. you got you got food and you got lights. <laughs> you got <laughs> to you gotta decorate then. You can't so, just go without lights. Be careful with parties. Go to other people's parties. That's our recommendation.
0: Yeah, that's a good one, no doubt. Clothes are another one here on the list. I mean, you know, speaking of the Christmas parties you'll be attending, you don't don't you need the new outfit for every one of those? You know, um, I mean, that's what people do. If last year's dress just won't cut it, and you you must have something new, then. You can find fashionable clothes at a reasonable cost at many of the larger stores. Or better yet, buy it in January for next year. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I mean, 60% off sales in January. So buy it out of season Be a little patient. Just wear last year's for now, and then January you can buy your stuff for next year.
1: Yeah, that's a great suggestion. And the last one here on the list, Steve, is uh, stocking stuffers. I mean, if you're like a lot of people out there, your stocking purchases go something like this. Oh, no, it's Christmas Eve, and uh, I forgot about the stocking presents for the kids or maybe your spouse or whatever. So you then proceed to drive to the nearest pharmacy or grocery store and spend $30 or $40 on candy. Uh, half of which, which won't be eaten, and it's certainly not healthy, right? For sure, doesn't fit into that. Yeah, uh, just fill that, up with apples. That's right. That's right. So skip the stocking stuffers, or at least plan ahead if you want to fill them up uh, with something meaningful and useful. And you know, here's the bottom line. I mean, if you're looking to save money this year, keep the focus on on the gifts and and cut out all the clutter. I mean, you'll be just fine with last year's decorations. And uh, your budget, uh, well, thank you. Uh, you, If you can cut back on some of those mochas. We talked last week about the gifts. I mean, you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money on gifts. You can make gifts. You can. The handmade gifts are the best memories that, that you can make.
0: Those are the ones that are cherished that people keep forever are the handmade gifts. So that would be a great way to save money. So good topic. All right, and that leads up to our final one here, and that is the financial fact of the week.
1: Yeah, this has to do with uh, taxes a little bit. And, again, we're not CPAs. Um, we, we do know a lot about taxes. I'm
0: sorry, this is the prescription of prescription the week.
1: Prescription of the week, yes, yes. Um, so make sure you consult with a uh, with a tax advisor, CPA. Um, but uh, this is has to do with uh, gifting a stock. Or a mutual fund with a, a large capital gain to a nonprofit. So we do help out nonprofits in the in the area, and we see a lot of stocks that are being gifted um, yep. to to specific churches and so forth. And the reason is is that you can gift um, a stock. Let's say you you paid two thousand for it, and now it's worth three thousand. If you gift that three thousand, you can write it off on your taxes, and you don't have to pay the gain on that thousand dollar you know gain. so you can gift that gain to a nonprofit and kind of kill two birds with one stone.
0: Yeah, you avoid the taxes as long as it's long-term and it's well, been held right. for over that's a year. very key. You avoid the tax on that, so you have a tax savings and you get the write off the fair market value of that gift to the charity um, so the full value. So yeah, yeah, you get a double benefit. Double yeah. tax benefits, great way to do it if you have long-term gains that you can gift away. So uh Good prescription of the week. Yeah, and if
1: you look at what what like we were just talking about November, I mean, this would be a good time to check your your stocks or mutual funds. Sometimes you can pre-plan uh, if you're going to give it next year. You could actually give it in this year to uh, to help your tax bill as well. So yeah,
0: so you got to do it quickly though if you're going to do it because time's running out on yes, that. Yes, it is. And you don't you don't it takes a while to to affect that transaction. Okay, well that brings us to a close of this week's edition of Money MD. Tune in next week to hear more. Financial help. Do check us out on our website, moneymd.net. Or you can listen to us there and you can email us your questions at info at moneymd.net or give us a call, Richard Dell Associates, 706 739 0725.
1: Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. Have a good one.